What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room. My co-host Harrison Sanford, brought to you by Jack in the Box. And I want to give a big shout out to the LA Dodgers for giving us another reason to celebrate something in 2020. Yeah, um, no, we've been, there's a lot of celebrations going on. Unfortunately, they're happening in a pandemic, so we, we hope that everybody is safe. Danny, you're doing it again. You're not mentioning that you're a three-time champ. It's Inside the Green Room with three-time champ Danny Green. It's not important right now. We're talking about the Dodgers. The Fair Dodgers. News. I said 2020 started out rough, but it's finishing a little bit better, especially for LA. It's LA year. Um, but yeah, big shout out to them, the Dodgers. Obviously, we had uh, my guy Red Turn. My guy, I did an event with him earlier. We had Ross. Uh, Ross Stripling, Stripling who's on. The team. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a chance to talk with him. Did his podcast recently. Um, so yeah, big shout out to those guys, man. I'm happy for him. Proud of him. I'm glad that the city has some to celebrate, uh, something else to celebrate, uh, considering the fact that we've had so many losses this year and so much going on throughout the year. Now that you mentioned Ross Stripling, though, mm -hmm. uh, so Ross was with the team, with the Dodgers, and then got traded midseason. To Toronto. The, yeah, to Toronto, ended up in one of our favorite cities. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of players like DeMarcus Cousins, mm -hmm. Troy Daniels, uh -huh. guys who were on the roster who weren't on the roster by the end of the bubble. Obviously, Avery Bradley's going to get uh, his ring, he played a larger larger part of the season. Uh, do, have you heard anything about I have not. those I guys getting I do rings? I not know. Um, I know in baseball is different, on football is different. From my understanding, he told me when I talked to Ross that if you take a swing or throw a pitch in the, any type of game of theirs and you're part of that team, you will get a ring. Oh, I'm referring to but, DeMarcus. But, yes, and, but yeah. with basketball, with us, um, I've seen guys get rings that have been on a team for two weeks. I've seen guys that have been there half a season not get rings, so I don't know how it's going to go. That's ultimately up to, I guess, the captains and the front office uh, and the organization of how they want to do that. Um, but I'm all for guys that were a part of this team uh, getting rings. Uh, DeMarcus was there rehabbing all year. The only time he wasn't there was in the bubble. Um, but Troy was with us most of the year, all year. They also did well in Denver. Um, you know, and said so the guys that have been on the roster and with us and our team, I think they all deserve uh, opportunity to get a ring because they were a part of the team. Speaking of it being a decision for some of the franchise, we are going to speak with Rob Palenka after this opening segment, and he'll address a number of issues, talk about being in the bubble, a little bit on this upcoming season that we might have that might start December 22nd, and a myriad of other Laker-related topics, so stick tuned, stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we get to that, your thoughts on a potential December 22nd start of the season? I've given my thoughts before. I'm not going to give too much more. Um, <laughs> anytime I say something, it's taken out of context. And I said I'm pretty disappointed in the, in the people that just read the quote and not seeing the tone of the quote. Yeah. I was obviously saying in a sarcastic voice and a joking voice. So you will show up for work. We always show up for work. I'm not speaking on or for anybody, but I was just joking, saying, you know, certain guys, not just LeBron, but I was saying we have a lot of vets on our team. And we prefer not to start December 22nd. Yeah. We do have Doe, who's been in the league for you know, 14 years. Dwight's been there 15, 16 years. Uh, JaVel's been there for a long time, 13 years. We have a lot of guys, 8-plus years, 10-plus years on our team and have been vets. And to do a long season that we've had, regardless of how many months we had off in between, yeah. we still finished at the date. And to start up a month and a half later or two months later is tough. Um, but we will show up for work, you know, so we're going to take it out of context. Tell them how you feel. And... You know, I speak no more on it, but we hope that we get a little more time to relax and rest and give our bodies a chance to recover before we start back up again. You're an elder statement, statesman in the league, though. So you understand the reasoning why for December 22nd, a report... Oh, for sure. I yeah. knew that beforehand. They, they gave us that, that date early. So I already, before the bubbling started, we got into the bubble. They gave us that date. Like, all right, we might have... I said, that's a quick turnaround for the teams that win. 
obviously hoping that we win, but not knowing and going through it at that point how yeah. our bodies and minds would feel. Um, but I was like, it's a quick turnover. We'll get ready, you know, go back right away. And I said, if that happens, if we win, we'll probably have to take the whole offseason off and not do anything until training camp. Most guys will. And even in training camp, we'll probably do some light stuff. Um, so, yeah, but and then afterwards, throughout the bubble and toward the end of the bubble, they're like, you know what, we're looking at a late January start. I'm like, all right, because that gave us some hope to have, we have a little breath of fresh air as we were still winning and going on, that we'd have a little longer offseason. So it wasn't a complete blindside to us that, you know, December 22nd, because Christmas Day game is always something that yep. we aim for. Um, so we were just getting more hope that we'd have more time. But if it doesn't happen that way, we have more time, so be it. We'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, it's not a complete blindside. It was always out there, up in the air, before the bubble even started. We, there was a recent report that came out that said the NBA only lost about 10% of revenue thanks to having the bubble season, the bubble continuation of the season. Big shout-out to MBPA, NBA, our fans, people are tuning in and watching us, uh, made that happen. For sure. I, I think one of the complications with the December 22nd start of the season I assume that it won't be in a bubble, it'll be in arenas with limited amount of fans. How do you mentally approach games with back in the arena, but with fans, even though it might be, it's, it's going to be, let's, let's keep it real. It's a crazy world we're For living sure. in right now. For so sure. I, don't, I don't know how you evolve it because you have to be a public figure in some way, some shape or form. It's one that's hard to believe that what we're living in, um, but we adapt and adjust to it as best we can. Uh, unfortunately, we had to play in a bubble, but now we know what we're dealing with and we're prepared for it if we have to do it again. We hope that we don't have to. Uh, we hope to go back to normal. We want our fans there. We want to play back in front of people. Uh, so that would be amazing. But we're going to do it the safest, healthiest way possible. Um, but so if we go back to normal, it might be a little bit of adjustment, but more easier for us to adjust because it's something we've been doing for most of our lives than going back to a bubble situation. If we do have to do bubbles around the country, more than one, um, we'll have to so say we'll do it. It's not ideal. Um, you know, but so we're prepared for it. We know what we're going into. It's going to suck again. I mean, we might not like it, but hopefully we have some stipulations where we get our family there sooner or coach have their families or make it easier. You know, we had a, but we had the safest place in the world to be and play um, when we were happen making it happen. So um, I'm sure they'll figure something out, but it would be nice to go back to normal. But if we can't, you know, we'll figure it out and adapt and adjust and, and you know, continue to play basketball. Another thing that the media does, and I know you, you, you spoke about the quote that you had that was kind of expounded upon, maybe mm -hmm. not in the... In the, in the manner that you would have liked it to. Um, trade rumors, they happen. Um, how do you, you just won a title in a hectic, historic season. Guys come back as is title favorites again, but because of the contract that you signed for when you came here, there's gonna be rumors. Mm -hmm. I think you probably were aware of that when you signed it, right? Sure. Just the structure of your deal. How do you manage that? It's not the first time I've heard it. It won't be the last time. I remember the first time I've heard a trade rumor. I was in San Antonio. It might have been like my second or third year. And, um, you know, like, oh, they're talking about trade rumors with you. And he's, he's, he must have made it at this point. So uh, it's been, you know, almost 10 years now of me hearing about trade rumors. But, you know, you ignore the noise. If it happens, it happens. RP is a respectful guy. I'm sure he'll give me a call. I understand the nature of the business. Everybody is going to get better. Everybody's looking to make moves and get better. So we need to do that as well. Hopefully that part of that process is still keeping me here. I think we bring everybody back and we do what we did this year and hopefully not in a bubble, but I think the group that we have is special. And I think we still make something special happen regardless of what moves are made outside of us, what teams get better or healthier. Obviously Golden State's gonna be healthier. Uh, Brooklyn's gonna be healthier. Uh, team's gonna make some moves. Um, I still believe we have the talent with the pieces that we have now. Um, it's gonna be hard to bring back all 10 free agents. But if we bring back the majority with the nucleus that we have now, with the guys on the roster, I, I still believe we have a, a special team to do something you know, great.
with the league potentially starting December 22nd, it would seem as if having a lot of guys who are quality players, mm-hmm. like essentially bringing back the roster, would be a very uh, beneficial thing to do because you don't want to overexert guys in the regular season. I feel as if that's probably a smart thing to do from For a health sure. standpoint of the team. Considering this, also, so considering this is a short turnaround, um, we're getting right into it. There's not much time for guys to learn the system. So you have new guys, free agents, draft you know, people. Um, you know, they're jumping right into the fire. So the time that we start up, they would normally be having summer league or something like that, or guys would be moving into the houses. Um, we're probably going to have a short preseason. Um, we're going to have a short few game scrimmages that we have and jump right into it. So it's going to be tougher for teams that make big moves or guys that pick up free agents to adapt and adjust and roll into um, a new system or a new organization with such a quick turnaround. And we said because of our minds and bodies um, of having such a long year, it, it's just there's a lot of variables that come into play when it comes to you know the, the start of the season with a quick turnaround and bringing in free agents or new agents or, or new free agents or draft uh, prospects. Um, so yeah, we, we're trying to, I think the best way to monitor it or better for us if we try to keep the same group together um, instead of trying to bring in new faces and things of that nature. But it's above my pay grade. Yep. I don't want to make those decisions. <laughs> I trust you know what they do, RP and those guys. I know they make great uh, movements. He, he should have been executive of the year once again. Um, but yeah, he, he's done an amazing job this past sum- last summer. I'm sure he'll do an amazing job this fall or winter uh, figuring it out. When we come back, we'll have Rob Palenka. But then after that, I do want to touch on the Western Conference because it's stacked, mm-hmm. especially with the Warriors coming back. And then I know t- earlier today you stopped and had a, a visit with NBA 2K. Yeah. I, I want to know about that. Big we- shout out to Ronnie. We'll-, we'll save it for the last segment. But we'll be right back with more Inside the Green Room with that guy, three-time champion Danny Green. Eventually he'll say it. Coming up next on Inside the Green Room. I mean, LA, LA's title town, right? With what the Dodgers did last night, with what we were able to do. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of cool LA t-shirts with the Lakers and the Dodgers. Man, I can't wait to to start a little collection of my own. Indeed. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete or a regular person just trying to get through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. That's where the Theragun comes in handy. The handheld therapy device releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now, as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a brushless motor that's so quiet, you will wonder if it's on. While you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Whether you didn't get enough sleep after maybe, what, celebrating a Lakers championship? Or just getting back in the gym because you spent too much time during this quarantine taking Zoom calls. Theragun hits the spot. Try Theragun for 30 days and there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com slash DG14 right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash DG14, theragun.com slash DG14. Now back to the show. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, back with more Inside the Green Room. My co-host, Harrison Sefford, and we were lucky enough to be brought in by this one and only Rob Palenka, uh, the guy who helped me a lot throughout the bubble. 
uh, with his RP contest because he would get out on the court, make sure we, we get our shots up, but also he'd be contesting them and make sure we got some defense with us. So thank you, RP, for uh, joining us, man, today. Time, I know you have a hectic schedule, man, uh, but I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us, chat with us, and, and give the fans insight um, from your perspective, your lens of the inside the bubble type of uh, atmosphere. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having me, HDG. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, our culture at the Lakers, there's no job too, uh, too small or too big for a player, for an executive, for a trainer, for a coach. And uh, as, a, as a former shooter, I just know that uh, guys that get looks in the games rarely get a wide, wide, wide open, uncontested look. So, uh, it was fun with KCP and, and Danny, our two, you know, starters that were our snipers. Just in the bubble, we got nothing but time, nothing mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, the gym was kind of an escape for all of us in some sense. So it was fun to get out there and try to get a hand up. Although, Danny, the thing I learned about you is, you know, some guys shoot the three, maybe like two, three inches off the ground. You actually elevate, and at six, seven, your shooting window is high. That that you know that was that was a challenge for me to get up there and test your shot. <laughs> well, you still you, you were doing it, man. I was shocked that you were getting off the floor. You can test. I was like, oh, RP got some defense in him. Yeah, he's actually playing pretty good defense. But uh, talk about let's talk about something outside of since winning the title. What has it been the best moment since you've left the bubble or, or outside of the bubble? Or, um, you know, since winning, since leaving the bubble, what has been the best moment for you since winning the title? It's real life stuff. And I'm sure you felt that way, too. Um, for me, I remember being reunited with my 10 year old daughter, Emery. Um, thankfully, she was able to come to sit uh, in the upper stand. So, it, you know, it, live outside of the bubble, but watch the closing game and. So I got reunited with her after the game, and, and she ran. I was on uh, walking down that dock on the lake to a restaurant called Three Bridges that was at our hotel. Man, she came running down that thing like a scene out of a movie, I, and it, it felt like it was slow motion to me, but when she grabbed my neck, I felt like she wasn't going to let go. She had tears in her eyes, and I, I literally will never forget that moment of 100 days not being able to see my daughter, and uh, then my son and wife came too. So that was a big, big one. And then, uh, DG, I know you got two dogs that you love. We have a, a one-year-old pup. And uh, when you're in a hotel for 100 days, you don't see animals. So hmm. it's kind of, like, weird to get accustomed to being in your house. You're like, what's this thing walking around? <laughs> like, when I was in my hotel room, there was nothing but dust balls, you know? Yeah. But uh, seeing my dog for the first time was a trip when we got back to Newport Beach. So. Um, just real life stuff, man. Real life stuff. Definitely, man. Those mess those moments were special. It was special to see too. I remember my first time seeing Coach, but we'll see his family. You know, the bubble burst that they were outside the bubble experience, able to come down yes. and celebrate us at Three Bridges, and I seen him for the first time. See his daughters, you know, and his wife, and other coaches see their families, because uh, you guys weren't allowed to have people, which was ridiculous for the yes. whole duration of it. But to see the moments of them running to each other and at the bridge and you know hugging for so long. Uh, was, it was, it was cool. special to see. It was really cool, man. And I was just so happy that people were able to see their families again, which is it's crazy. We're playing a sport and, you know, sacrificing that time with our families. Uh, but it was all worth it. And you got a chance to celebrate with your family. So it was a lot of fun. I've noticed how Danny's energy has been different since he's come back. Like Danny's, <laughs> Rob, you know, Danny's a little laid back. But when I've, now that I've talked to him, now that he's out the bubble, I can feel the energy when we're just hanging out. I can feel the energy when we're doing the show. It's, it's evident. And uh, now we're getting right back into the season. It seems that's been reported at least. Rob, how are you managing the expectations of a December 22nd potential start of the season from where, from the NBA draft standpoint, free agency standpoint, 
from the standpoint of managing the team and making sure the bodies are right to for another grueling season potentially how are you managing all that coming off of winning a championship yeah i think you know as everybody knows right now the um the 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 league adam silver and, and his team and, and michelle roberts at the union of course they're in in um, discussions and no- negotiations about uh, what next season will look like, and I think we're all we all have a lot of trust in the ability of the partnership between the players' union and the NBA to work something out that works for everybody. And nothing's been officially announced or provided at this point, so a lot of it's just speculation. But someone said to me actually when I got home, they said, you know, if if you and the players and the coaches, if you don't truly like savor this and appreciate it and approach this with gratitude man like you need to get a different job because it's rare i mean it's rare dg's been to the mountaintop three times which is amazing some players and hall of fame players never even get a chance to go to the top of the mountain so there's part of that just embracing the moment and the now but um i think my dna was forged and always getting lost in the work i know that's danny's mentality too and so it's 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 sort of a balance between um, allowing yourself to to cherish the moment and and for me that's just hard. My motivation for hard work comes from like what can I do to help others or give to others and seeing Jeannie Buss be the first female governor to win a title. Uh, obviously, our captains LeBron, LJ, all the guys on the team being able to to get a title for them, and then just with everything we went through in 2020 you know, with the tragedy of January 26 and losing Kobe and Gigi, just being able to bring a spark of hope in the midst of dark times and hard losses. So um, that's those. That's where my focus is in terms of the championship, but uh, also with an eye to the future. We got to, we got to, we got to be right back at it. And we got challenges to repeat as a team. So I'm getting lost in the work already too. For sure. And does that ruin kind of your, your off-season or your celebration of winning a title, um, having all those things happen, trying to prepare for that, and because there might be a quick turnaround, is it really hard to celebrate or relax and enjoy the off-season? You know, DJ, I've been around you as a leader, and you're an optimist. You always find, find the good in things, and I, I guess that's my approach too. So it's hard for me to count losses when you, you know, uh, it would be easy to sit back and think about all the hard things that are going on, but it's also, I think, important just to have that lens of, of thanks, thankfulness. You know, we're coming up on November and Thanksgiving, and what a, what a, it's really a miracle. I think in March, when the season came to a, a halt with with uh, the COVID cases and the OKC Utah game, I don't think any of us thought there would be an end to the season, and we knew we had a great team. So. Part of me thinks it's just a miracle of all the hard work that the NBA and Union did to build the platform where we could go down to Orlando and we could end as champs. So that's a gift. So definitely, you know, celebrating that and then not trying to get caught up in frustration like, oh, we got to start again soon because that's probably what human nature would want you to do. But you got to catch yourself and be like, man, let's be grateful for what we have instead of thinking about what we don't, you know. Rob, you alluded to trying to come back as champions uh, as a general manager of the team and executive. You're aware of the sentiment that the fan base has towards certain players. Um, I think of Rajon Rondo and how the fan base was really hard on him. I think about KCP throughout the, his entirety of his you know, stay here until this most recent year. Uh, while being in the bubble, seeing the guys up close and kind of seeing how they work, 
Did you have any perceptions that were either changed of some of the guys or the team in general? Or did you have any stances that were maybe emboldened by being there and being hands-on with the team? We, we built this team purposely from the last offseason, and, and we, we built it around guys that played with high IQ, a high level of character, um, that really sacrificed for the team. And I think that fortitude and that DNA c- carried us. I, I think, you know, in terms of, of popularity, that's such a fickle thing, whether it's for a political figure, whether it's for a professional athlete, whether it's for a coach or a front office executive. I remember at the beginning of the job, one of the um, one of the tips Kobe gave me, he was like, listen, man, in L.A. especially, where all the attention is, is focused on the Lakers, he said, you're going to have times where in great success they're going to praise you, and then you're going to have times if you lose where they're going to criticize you. He said, don't get caught up in either, because if you get caught up in the praise, then you get big-headed and prideful and you lose your focus. Same time, if you get caught up in the criticism, then you start doubting yourself and then you you hang your head and you don't perform. So I think it's really important not to get caught up in, oh, what what people think of this player or that player, but really just to, to believe in what you've built. And I think our ability as an organization, and, and I think Danny would attest to this, is in the bubble, there was a lot of crazy stuff that came up for players. I mean, life continues to happen. Challenges are still there. But we had the ability to to partner with the guys to get through anything they faced. You know, you look at Doe, you, you mentioned Rondo, like he, before he gets in the bubble, he has a friend that passes away. We had to journey from COVID. So we had to journey with him through that. Then he gets in the bubble and he's playing and he breaks his hand. So he's got to leave the bubble and then come back in and quarantine and rehab and have surgery. There's a lot of complicated things around that that we had to partner with him and handle the right way as an organization. Then, then boom, he hurts his back in the bubble. So we had to deal. There were so many points along the way where a player might just say, gosh, if this organization doesn't have my support, then why, why am I here? And I, and I think the Lakers and our players, we just stuck together. We, we rode through those trials. Um, and I think it's what helped us to be so strong, you know, to, to end up on top. De- definitely. I have to agree. I mean, they were with us every step of the way, good, bad, ugly. Um, and it got ugly at times, but RP was there all the time. Our training staff, I have to give kudos to them. Um, 100% on top of everything we needed uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. Uh, they, they made sure we you know, got everything we needed, and that's what helped a lot of our guys through. Um, even before getting into the bubble, I know Avery opted out, but Dwight was going through some stuff. We were calling him, yep. they were calling him. Um, everybody was in touch with everybody during the pandemic, making sure everybody was good. So before the bubble, even during the bubble, and after the bubble, still checking in, making sure everybody's good. So um, top-notch organization, man. I love being a part of it and hope to continue to be a part of it uh, for some years to come. Hey, Rob, I know you got to go here. Uh, I've been having conversations with Danny over the past day or so. He's rocking this this T-shirt, but I'm hearing there's like limited supply <laughs> for friends and family of all the Lakers gear. What's, what's going on? We can, haven't gotten our we... fair share. So, of you know what's funny? Yet. Being in the bubble with that, being in the bubble with Danny, like all the swag somehow ends up at his front door of his hotel room. <laughs> oh, so oh, that's the you're case, like, Danny. You're yeah, you're like you're barking up the wrong tree. I handed out to everybody else. By the way, like, hey man, like all of a sudden we got these beepers that were speakers because DG got the hookup. Shout out to Trader like Truth. His, his, the, the bump yeah, box. His, he had the bump box, his, the beepers for us. 
but yeah, that was the stuff I was handing out in the bubble. But the championship stuff, I was telling the championship stuff, the t-shirts, hats, because we were looking at Dicks last night trying to get some Dodgers stuff. Uh, today we know it's gonna be gone right away. Um, and he was asking about the LA, the Lakers championship stuff. I'm like, we haven't gotten our shipment yet for our families uh, and friends yet. But when I do get it, I will make sure Harrison gets a hat and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, I yeah. mean, I got a year long yeah. of podcast, so that's great. But I mean, I mean, LA, LA's title town, right? With what the Dodgers did last night, with what we were able to do. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of cool LA t-shirts with the Lakers and the Dodgers. Man, I can't wait to to start a little collection of my own. Yeah. Indeed, Danny. You, I know Rob's got to go. So, any last words? Uh, no, man. Thanks for having. Uh, thanks for making the time. Appreciate you uh, jumping on the show, man. Uh, continue to. I said, do what you do, man, because it's helped me a ton. I know whoever we bring in, I know you're gonna make anything happen this off season. Uh, we're gonna come back even stronger next year, um, this past year, and I, we have a, a really good shot at doing so. But um, yeah, thanks for t- taking the time, man. Good luck with the calls. I guess keep me updated what you hear. Hopefully we don't have that quick turnaround, but if we do, I will be there for work. We'll show up for work, <laughs> even though people take everything out of context. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, RP, for uh, joining us today, man. It's been amazing. Yeah, man. Hey, I've listened to your guys' show all year. Always insightful, thoughtful. I like that you guys, you know, dive a little deeper into stuff. So keep doing your thing. Um, Danny, I know you've got so many skills, and this is just another one, so it's it's fun to experience it. You guys be good. Thank you, Thanks too, man. I appreciate All it. All right, see you. Yep. Coming up next on Inside the Green Room. Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. He's had his beef with Dwight Howard, and Dwight has been very good for the team this year. Shaq didn't call him by name, but yeah. I think every Lakers fan knows that Shaq was referring to Dwight. How did you take that? I was kind of torn, man, because they're both my, my teammates. You know, they're both my brothers. We're back with more Inside the Green Room with three-time champion Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Rob Palenka. Uh, We'll be coming back throughout the course of the offseason. We might, just might, have a Dodger uh, talk with us now that they are World Series champions. You have to wait on that. Uh, But I do want to go back to the Lakers, and I do want to mention something that happened recently Mm -hmm. uh, with the team. One of the best players to play for the franchise, Shaquille Mm O'Neal. He's had his beef with Dwight Howard, and... Dwight has been very good for the team this year, not just on the on the floor, but accepting his role. We saw in the Rockets series, barely played, comes in in the Nuggets series, all of a sudden he's locking down Jokic. And I know for you, as somebody who played with Shaq, your rookie season was mm-hmm. in Cleveland with Shaquille, and Shaq didn't call him by name, but yeah. I think every Lakers fan knows that Shaq was referring to Dwight. How did you take that? I was kind of torn, man, because they're both my, my teammates. You know, they're both my brothers. Obviously, um, I was young when I was with Shaq. It was one year, and I've been through all the league playing against Dwight for so many years and got a bond with him this year, and he's very close. You know, and I don't, Shaq doesn't like to hear it, but I think he was wrong in that sense. You know, this guy has never picked at you. He's never tried to challenge you. He's not coming for you. Um, so, you know, to take away, you know, his happiness, his joy, I, I think we're wrong, you know. Um, so... It doesn't matter whether you're a starter or not. Everybody knows when you win the championship, every piece matters, even the guys that don't play, because they're in practice, they're in film, they're the ones helping us behind the scenes. Jared Dudley was just as important as any guy that was on that floor for us. Quinn Cook, uh, because of what they see in film, because of what they pointed out, how to attack certain things, but also preparing us for the, the games, let alone Dwight Howard, who's playing for us. He started for us, was a big factor for us all year, and big shout-out to our bigs, JaVel and Dwight, because they were amazing all year. Not even... 
they were amazing because of the fact they accepted their role and knew that some games I'm at the plate six minutes, maybe 15 minutes, and regardless if they played a minute or not, they were on that sideline as if they were starters and they were the all-stars of the team. And they had brought the energy every night, that focus, the same mentality as if they were AD LeBron. And they were as happy as anybody could be as if they were getting the ball every night, you know, like an all-star. Uh, so big shout out to them for accepting their roles. Big shout out to them for being an important piece to everything we did. Um, Dwight was a major piece. Um, he may not have played a lot in the finals, but that doesn't matter. So he was a big part to everything we did and us getting through that process, getting to the final stage and winning. Um, so he, and Shaq said, has a bunch of championships and Dwight's not coming for Shaq. So I, I don't know why the, the, the jab or you know, the cheap shot, you know, just let him you know, be happy. Let him, he won a first title and enjoy it. You know, it took him 16 years. Some guys have been fortunate enough to win as many as Sha Shaq. A lot, most guys have not been as fortunate as Shaq. Obviously he's great, but to be on teams where you're able, even some greats have been on great teams and, and not won championships or been to the finals. So, you know, let him enjoy his championship. He was a big part of our success. I think we need to, as people, start to look at the positives. Uh, we're so quick to look at the negatives and, and criticizing people. Um, you know, I challenge everybody to do the opposite because the world would be a lot better place, we'd be a lot happier people, and we'd have you know, a lot of these things going on outside of the court and the fields of injustices. Less of that would be happening if we all approached you know, things that way. Speaking of which, mm -hmm. uh, I know that you'll be voting soon. Yeah. Um, and so I know, the I know the Spectrum cameras Got will be to. following you while, you while you do that. Have you voted before? I did, I voted for Obama a couple times. Okay. And then um, I voted again for him. Did you vote in 2016? I don't know if I did. So you did not. I didn't. It's vote fine. Did. Hey, transparency is the best. Is the best way to they be. They gotta check my IG, man, because I, I know I posted a picture with Blair. We put vote on. Okay, um, so you might have. I might have. I'm usually pretty good with it, man. I voted every chance that I got opportunity to vote. I went out to vote. Okay, so how's that gonna feel to go to to Staples Center and, and, and cast your ballot in light of? Uh, where we are in terms of uh, social unrest, political unrest. And again, I'm not telling anybody what their, their politics should be. For sure. But you're casting your vote because it's your opinion. Definitely. Um, how does it feel to be empowered to, to do that in light of everything that's happened? It's more tumultuous than, you know, our parents have ever seen. For sure. Each time I go to vote, instead of luck, I've been fortunate enough to do it more than once, um, you always go in with a lot of positivity and a lot of hopefulness. Um, and a, a lot of, you say you see oh, the potential of what can happen. I mean, you go in with a, a clear mind, and, but a great attitude, and it's gonna be the same. And I'm sure I'm gonna see a lot of faces out there, a lot of people voting, hoping they're voting, uh, I guess in my direction, or voting for a change for the better. Um, so yeah, you go in with that mindset, you go in with that hopefulness, and you know, you hope things, when you get the results back, that it goes the way that you voted. And if it doesn't, then you kind of lose a little bit, you're more disappointed, probably lose out on some hope, but you gotta keep fighting. Uh, but you go in with that, you know, that approach, that attitude, that that energy, and you know, this is the start of a new generation. This is the start of a new country, where our or a new place where we can, you know, hopefully get some change and get some equality. So um, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited to have my group with me, have my people out there, and hopefully bring more people out there and urge everyone else else to go out and vote. And uh, I'm excited to see what the results are, and hopefully they're in the favor that we all voted for. Coming up next on Inside the Green Room. How are your conversations with LeBron when it comes to off the field things, such as this, more than a vote campaign? And that's what makes him amazing, man. I mean, it makes him a great, greatest. That's why people, anybody that's come across his, you know, his path, anybody that's been a teammate with him, and you see why so many guys defend him.
What's up, what's up, Rock Nation families? Danny Green here in the building. I'm out here today, about to go out and vote. You guys get the first look inside or behind the scenes. Uh, we're heading downtown, we're going to the Staples Center. But we've been pushing this narrative the whole time we were in the bubble. Uh, finally, the day is here. Uh, it's the start of, you know, hopefully making change. You know, I've been lucky, I've been fortunate, I've been very blessed to be in certain positions I'm in. And one of them being this, to be able to use my voice and platform to let people know to vote and also to get an opportunity to vote, to have a voice. To be able to come back to Staples Center is huge, or just you know, going to be weird for me, but uh, a great feeling to be able to return back there and kind of you know be in that building again. So anybody that around me, I try to encourage to vote. So if I can encourage at least ten of my friends and everybody do the same, uh, we have the whole world voting. Hopefully, your souvenir for voting with us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he, he is in fall. Keep it in my favor and confirm the information on the screen. Okay. Can I get a, a sticker yes. saying I voted? Let me know your boy voted. I feel great about it, man. I feel like I did, you know, not just said using words, but I'm taking action, doing my part. But uh, it was an amazing experience. Had a lot of fun. They made it easy for me. I didn't have to wait too long. Uh, so I said, urge everybody to come down here. It doesn't look like it's packed house. I uh, should be in and out. And I said, a great experience. The interesting thing that I look at with this voting uh, term right now, we're seeing record numbers of early voting. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is COVID-induced because people want to get it, don't want to be there on actual election day because it might be too long. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're also seeing people mail in their votes uh, as well. Have you, did you think about mailing in your vote, or is there something to going to Staples Center? I've thought about it a bunch of times every time I've done it, but I think it's something about going up, going there and showing I mean, do actually doing it. Um, it's a better experience for me, and I think it's, it makes me feel, I wouldn't say I'm old school, but I like to be, you know what I'm saying, I don't trust some of the, some certain things. Um, I think I felt more, you know, trustworthy in making sure that I get there to a poll and vote instead of mailing it. I'll never know with mail certain, certain things may happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there's something to it of actually showing up and going and being at a poll and voting, and the experience is just a lot better. Um, you feel better about yourself doing that than mm -hmm. actually, I think, I would never mail it in, but I couldn't imagine it being the same as going to a poll. Kind of just kind of like putting something in the cloud and hoping it lands. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust the cloud. <laughs> um, you know, we have seen some reports where people are getting back their ballots saying that their signature does not match the signature that's on file. That's so right. yes, if you that's can, if you can do it safe, uh, obviously going to, going to a voting or polling center is the way to do it. And that brings me to LeBron. Uh, he's been very uh, steadfast in his more than a vote campaign mm -hmm. uh, and, and doing things that he, he believes are right for, for the American culture of American people. Uh, how are your conversations with LeBron when it comes to off the field things, off the field matters of nature, like, such as this, more than a vote campaign? And, and what do you have you seen? Because what have you seen from him that lets you know that this is a, a part of his fabric? And that's what makes him amazing, man. That makes him a great, greatest. That's why people. Anybody that's come across his, you know, his path, anybody that's been a teammate with him, and you see why so many guys defend him, because he treats you with so much respect like a normal person. He engages in every conversation. He understands. He has a high IQ and a great memory. He'll remember your family members that he hadn't seen it. Like, Shad went up to my brother, and he's like, it's been a long time. He hasn't seen Shad probably since Cleveland. That was 10 oh, years wow. ago. Oh, wow. Um, so he'll remember. His memory is unbelievable. Uh, but the fact that he shows so much love and respect for his teammates 
and also tries to do so much for our community and for our people and show up, um, it makes it easier for us to, to fight for him and defend him. Um, so yeah, my conversations with him have always been easy, always been great. Whenever we do have conversations, he always gives me feedback, he always respects what I have to say and what, what my uh, perspective is. Um, but him just going out and doing this, sitting down with Obama's special, but you know, just telling people to vote, having a campaign and, and urging this, uh, just shows you that he has a great group, group around him. He has his head on right, he has a good head on his shoulders. And you know, he's not just a basketball player. You know, he's amazing at what he does and everything he touches turns to gold and there's a reason why, because he's such a good person. He's a great person all around. Um, and said so I commend him for it. Um, we're all trying to be like it. I, I'm inspired by it. Um, you know, and hopefully one day I can, can be like him one day. You know, you never know. <laughs> nah, that's gonna take that's gonna take another <laughs> take time. I'll give it to fifty. Yeah. Uh, with, that being, with that being said, now I'm gonna have a little fun with it now. Okay. Uh, Bron ever hit you up? Like, hey, DG, don't be telling these people I'm not coming to the gym for nah. the first <laughs> He's probably he'd probably be like, you're damn right now. <laughs> he'd be like, you know me well. <laughs> nah, he's never hit me up about social media stuff. He knows how it goes. And I'm sure he probably, if he got wind of it, he probably would do his homework like the other guys should have done. Probably seen the, the, the tone of it, the context of it. Yeah. And um, you know, he probably saw that I was joking. Uh but at the same time, he's never hit me about media stuff. He don't care about it, and he knows I don't care for it. Yeah. He don't take it seriously. Uh, but at the same time, he probably knows I know him well. Yeah. He'd be like, stop, you know, leaking my secrets to the media. You know <laughs> but, you know, we just mess around, man. He's never hit me about it. But, uh, yeah, he would do his homework and, and see the, the context of it. If he didn't do it, he'd probably hit me like, oh, what happened with this? And I'd be like, yo, this is what happened. We, we chopped it about stuff all the time. But um, he doesn't take it serious or take offense to it. Coming up next on Inside the Green Room. Teams are making the moves to get better to try to beat us. And it's always harder after winning a championship the second year because you have an even bigger target on your chest. Everybody wants to beat the champions. In my younger days, I would say, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. <laughs>
you want to be transparent about it. That's just the nature of what we do here. For sure. But at the same time, you don't want the public perception to be, oh, he was hurt, and now he's making an excuse for why he might have missed this shot or not played well in this game or played well in this series, X, Y, Z. How do you balance that? Because there's, there's a validity to for just sure. being upfront about everything that's happening, but you don't want to... You, you don't want to come across like you're using it as a scapegoat for however you might play, whether it's poor or not. It depends on your persona. It depends on your, you know, um, I'm the type of guy, I don't, you don't need to balance it if you don't share it. I don't like to share if there's injuries happening. First of all, one, I don't want my opponent to know that I'm injured. Two, I don't want or any need any excuses for what happens out there. If I decide to play, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm healthy enough to play playing. So everybody has bumps and bruises. I said this before. We all have bumps and bruises. Um, some more than others, but if you're out there on the floor, it doesn't matter. I'm not using an excuse. So I don't have to balance. It. I'm just not going to share it. You know, some of the guys may like to share that they have, but I have a number of things that we all have a number of things that we could share. I don't know how you play doing that, you know, um, and that's just not, and that's not, not just me. There's many guys on our team that had issues, body issues, health, physical issues, some more than others. But if you're out there on the floor, it doesn't matter. I'm not using an excuse. So I don't have to balance. It. I'm just not going to share it. We're competitors and we want to win. We want to be on that floor. We want to give you know we'll give our team a team a chance any any chance they can to win and that's with all of us being healthy and on the floor regardless if we're hurt or not a hurt us is better than no us um so so i don't like to share when i have bumps bruises or issues body wise or health wise um so we don't have to balance but some guys will tell you but there's a long list of things that we all could tell you on our team that we had going on i'm sure every other team the same the best way to balance is to not share it for can me anyway can you give us a snapshot of what maybe you're doing right now to get ready for the season in terms of doing any, like... Uh, absolutely nothing right now. Okay, yeah. No, but I will get back in the gym uh, soon. Um, I'm starting doing some body stuff, some sh training, strengthening, tendons, muscles, that type of thing. Some shooting, some light shooting to start. Um, Duds hit me today, actually. I was like, are you in the gym yet already? I was like, nah, but next week I'll, I'll probably start doing some light stuff. I'm not the type of guy that gains a bunch of weight and it gets crazy out of shape, so I'm fortunate in that sense where, you know, my genes are pretty good, so I don't have to do, you know, crazy working out, watch my diet, but um, I will do some little stuff here and there, and, and I'll get the body ready for when training camp starts. Uh, where are you going before training camp starts? Uh, I'll probably do a family trip um, for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, not going to tell you. Not okay. going to tell the people. You might, you'll see it when you see it, if, if I do post it or show it. But yeah. Probably do one family trip, and I don't know if I have time to do anything else. You know, trying to cramp everything in within a month and a half. Uh, you know, the event in Dallas, big shout-out to uh, my yeah. guy, Aaron Duncan, the, the battle. Yeah, so uh, Danny and one of his uh, childhood friends putting together a high school basketball tournament. They've been doing it now. This is year three? Yes. This is year three. LeBron James' son is actually going to be playing Imani in Bates. against Amani Bates, one of the top high school basketball players. I think he's the top player in the country as a junior now. He was a top player in the country as a sophomore. Um, how cool... Did you... I'm assuming there was some collaboration between you and Bron. No, no. Like, not. hey, Bron, I want your son to play in my high school tournament. How, how'd that go? Um, during the pandemic, I was able to sneak into Sierra Can a bit to get a, a workout or two. Um... And Is I'm that seeing, exclusive information? Is, are we going to have to seen, edit that seen out? Seen there, seen Bronny there, seen the coach there. And I went to a couple of their games this year. Yeah. I haven't actually talked to Bron directly about it, um, but I'm sure he knows about it. He's probably going to be there if he has nothing going on. Um, he's a big supporter of his son. Uh, but now that it's actually officially announced, I'll probably be able to talk it up a little bit, you know, see where his head's at, see what ideas he might have. Also, you know, see what 
with the eye of a talent, what he has for a talent, I guess, in high schoolers and who he thinks will win the game. Obviously, he's going to root for his son. Yeah. But um, I wonder if he, what he thinks about the other team and Imani. Um, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a huge basketball. It's going to be a big event. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, since everything has shut down, it's been a while since college and high school has been able to play. Uh, but this is one of the biggest high school, you know, events that has come since the pandemic. So it'll be uh, hopefully a good turnout. Good for the kids to have that opportunity to play against each other. I mean, I know uh, you, you're you somebody who greatly benefited from summer camps and things of that nature. For sure. And so to, for them to have lost a whole summer of getting exposure to potentially end up like a school like North Carolina or especially end up like those, a school like Duke. Especially those guys that are not the big names. Yeah. I was never the big name, but you show up to a type of event, those guys outside of Lil Bronny and Imani, is their chance to actually get recruited and be seen by other coaches. You might have a standout that you never know a guy had game. Um, but this is the type of games where, you know, that big stage, you know, the big time players come and show up. So we'll see who else outside of those guys show up and actually make a name for themselves. Cool. I think we're good here. Again, we'll be back uh, potentially with the Dodger. Uh, if not, we'll be back at some point, maybe before the start of the regular season again, which could be coming up soon. Uh, Danny, just do me a favor. If Read, rate, subscribe, review. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it. Part and then of it. also, too, I would like next time I see you, if I can get some Lakers gear, that'd be nice. I'll work on that, and man. And I like to reserve a part. Checks in the mail. I like to reserve, a, uh, when this is all over, I'd like to reserve, like, a seat on the float, please. On the float. Oh, if we do a parade. Hopefully it'll be a Dodgers-Lakers parade. It'll be nice, man. It'd that'd be, be cool. That would, that would potentially top last year's parade in Toronto because last year's parade was five hours, which was nice, which is kind of cool for me at least. I don't know about for you. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, but to see the whole city out for a parade, it's going to take some time. Um, but that would be nice to see. Hopefully, man. Uh, any any last words? You want to tell them to go vote or anything like that? Yes. I urge you to go vote. Please get out. Get off your couches. Get off your butt. <laughs> get to the polls. Or if you have to do it by mail, please get out and vote. Uh, but outside of that, read, rate, subscribe, review. Nothing um, else, man. Check out the show. Please appreciate your time. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And we hope to see you guys soon. <laughs>